Welcome to the Sound Connections Podcast. Recently, Clinton sat down with comedian and podcaster Shireen Kassam, a.k.a. Funny Brown Girl. Shireen has been named Florida's Funniest Female, has previously won the Orlando Improv Clash of the Comics, and is the host of the Creative Breakthrough Podcast. In this episode, Clinton talked with Shireen about her career in stand-up and what inspired her to become a stand-up comic in the first place. So welcome to another episode of Sound Connections. Today we have Shireen Kassam, and she is by day a strategy manager for a Fortune 100 company, and outside of that also an internationally touring stand-up comic, actor, TED Talk speaker, um, there was something else that I'm forgetting, but... <laughs> Oh yeah, and of course, podcaster. Oh my God, <laughs> the whole reason we're here, podcast. So, uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. That's so funny. So, yeah. So the one thing that brought us together is exactly. the one thing I forgot. Yes. Is, yeah, I told you before we started, I'd mess that up. So, but we're gonna go with it anyway. Totally fine. Yeah. Let's so, do so yeah. So again, thanks for coming. I mean, uh, you got, obviously got a busy schedule. Lots of doctor appointments too. Yeah, lots of doctor, <laughs> lot of COVID testing happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, who doesn't like to sit on rush hour traffic on a Friday? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's. Uh, but you're. Uh, this is out of your way too, so you're. You know, you're. You might still get lucky yes, on the way back. Maybe we shall uh, see. <laughs> so I was curious. Uh, I thought you know, even though we what brought us together was a podcasting. I thought maybe we would start with comedy because sure. I've never actually, I mean, I've been to lots of comic shows. I've seen lots of it on TV, but I've never sat down with a comic. So uh, how, like, how'd you get into it? Like, how did that, like, how did that get started? I, I mean, who, I don't know. I don't know many people that grow up wanting to get into comedy. Yeah. I didn't grow up wanting to get yeah, into comedy. I, I didn't even know comedians existed. I was so sheltered. I, I didn't know like a lot of these professions existed. Like I didn't know you could be on the radio. I thought those were just people inside the box. Like I didn't <laughs> know they were real human beings on the other side. I was so sheltered. And in my mid twenties, I was living in Boston and I had this woman staying with me and I didn't know her. It was one of those, my mom called and was like, this girl needs a place to stay for three days. And I know her mom. And so then it ended up being three weeks and she was a drunk and nobody <laughs> told me that. And she was a lightweight drunk. So she was doing shots one Saturday night and she was wasted. And then she was like, I'm going to Cambridge. We were in Boston. She was like, I'm going to Cambridge to a comedy show. And I was like, you're not going anywhere. You're wasted. <laughs> and you drank my liquor, which means I'm responsible for you. Right. right? And she was like, no, I'm going and you can't stop me. And I was like, oh my God, it's cold outside. And now you're going to make me get dressed and take you to Cambridge. <laughs> like, went to get on the subway, gross. And so I took her to this comedy show and I've never been to a comedy show before, right? Like, this oh my is my gosh. first time seeing comedy and I'm dating myself because this is pre-Netflix. This is like pre, you could sit on the couch and see comedy, right? So yeah. we go to this comedy show. She goes and sits with her friends. They're all wasted. I'm sitting there like the mother hen, like babysitting. And I'm in my mid-20s, so I'm not that old, but like, I'm like can I get drunk? Cause now I have to watch this girl. Like who's, who's going to yeah, be responsible. Somebody's got to be right? the designated <laughs> yeah, person. That subway driver. Yeah. Right. So we're sitting here watching this show and I am bored out of my mind. Like I'm just like, I'm watching these comedians and I'm like, what is this? Like, what aren't you supposed to be funny? And, and I hate saying that because people are so, comedy is so subjective. Right? right. So like now that I'm, now that I'm a comedian and people are like, you weren't funny. I'm like, well, that's because 
I'm just not your type of funny, but it's subjective. So I feel right. bad saying this, but I was bored. I'm going to use that when people, when people say <laughs> not funny. I'm just not just your do, Yeah, I get offended, but then I'm like, I was that person, right? But I was so bored. So after the show, I went up to the host and I was like, I want my money back. <laughs> oh my and I'm not that kind of person. I don't really ask for my money back unless it's something very serious. And I was like, I want my money back. And she goes, it's not that easy to make people laugh. And I said, it can't be that hard. Like, I was like, I'm this oh little condescending, arrogant, little like millennial child. <laughs> and she she was like, I'll give you your money back if you can make people laugh. So she she showed me how to go about like figuring out how to be a stand up comedian. I took a class. I read a book and then I came back and I did it. And I was like, I was hooked. Like the second I got that first laugh, I was like, this is what I was meant to do. Oh and that's gosh. how we started on a dare because a woman wouldn't give me my money back. <laughs> <laughs> So did they ever give you your money back? She they didn't like literally give it to me, but they bought me some beers after the yeah. show and it, it added up like, that's like an, great. I used to be able to put them away pretty quick. So, and that was, <laughs> was that in Boston? That was in Boston. All right. So you got yeah. a, that's a, a big crowd, right? Like yeah. that's a, I mean, big city, lots of people, mm -hmm. like real comedy clubs. Very. Yeah. Real comedy clubs, people who appreciate comedy, who've, who've grown up watching comedians, right? Like yes. Gary Goldman, Louis CK all came from Boston. Um, so just like, they know they know humor they don't get offended and they they know smart humor which is very different than florida humor yeah right like they can they can take a step outside of like fart jokes you know and yeah. be like we can talk about politics without getting offended because these are smart jokes so can I really they still like do it. that up there they do but yeah. they're they're very right now it's kind of split with this whole covid yeah. thing but the the fact is they they don't You'll never, well, I shouldn't say never, but I wouldn't be afraid to go into a club in Boston and make a pro-Muslim joke or pro-Biden joke, right? Right, Or a COVID exists joke versus <laughs> here. Those are some of the topics I would stay away from yes. because yes. not only will people not laugh, somebody will get angry and upset and disrupt the whole show. Yeah. Like they don't have manners, you know? Right. Well, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that but is. I think. And I've like offended half your audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does, that doesn't matter. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, they can turn it off, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I just think the manners thing, right. I think, uh, a lot of things, maybe it's social media too. Uh, in fact, I read something about that, that, you know, this is a bit of a tangent, but that, uh, social media has, has caused this thing, you know, with manners, like, so where somebody in the past might've been polite, people can comment on things on social media without mm -hmm. any, any repercussions, right? right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of transferred into real life now, mm -hmm. like in in person, to where people say and do things that they that ten years ago they would have never yeah. done, mm -hmm. and and a lot of it's really rude and offensive and just you know not cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, but that's all another story. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're in comedy, it's, it could even be worse, right? So or if you're on stage or a celebrity, or you know, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. You get it all. You get it yeah. everywhere. You get it before the show starts, while you're on stage, after the show, <laughs> yeah. when you get home and on social media. Yeah. There's always somebody waiting to say something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you started and then where did that take you? So you were, cause now you're in Florida, but you've been doing comedy all this time. Here and there. Not I that mean, you're that old, but I'm not that old, but I had to take some breaks. Like my parents found out I'd lost my job and I was supporting myself on comedy and that became an issue. And then I had to go to grad school for two years and that became an issue. And like, so it's, it hasn't been like a steady, steady. Yeah. yeah. So you, you and then I get bored sometimes with it. Cause I'm just like, there's only so many times you can make jokes that aren't to your, like 
like I said, like there's jokes I like making. I like making smart jokes where you have to stop and think. Yeah. But a lot of the rooms in Florida that I do, I can't make those jokes. Right. And then you just get bored after a while. You're like, well, if I can't tell the jokes I want to tell, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? So yeah. then I take a break and then I go and do a TEDx talk because I'm like, at least I get to talk in front of people and still be, be an attention whore because I think that's what I really like doing the most <laughs> is being an attention whore. So that's really what's the intrinsic. You <laughs> I know, think so. That, yeah. Sometimes when I look back and I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? I'm like, anything that just gets you attention. attention. Yeah. So yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so, so you did the grad school thing and then, you know, which took you to your real job, I assume. Yes. In Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Seattle. I worked for an e-commerce site. You can guess which one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not get to do any comedy while I was there. Cause we worked ridiculous hours. Like anytime I scheduled a show couldn't go because there was something at work. That something comes up. Yeah. 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 For, so for a whole year I was like, what am I doing? This is not what I want to do with my life. So what brought you to Florida? Is it, was it your job? Um, a little bit of both. I was in Seattle and I had this prominent job that was paying too much money. Like, you know, when you make too much money and you're like, what do I do with all this money? I haven't had that problem, <laughs> but I, I look forward to it. <laughs> well, for the number of hours I was working, maybe it wasn't too much money, but right. for like a young kid, I was like, whoa. And then my sister was getting married and they were like, you can't go to the wedding. Oh, and I was like, why not? And there was this whole thing about you're not allowed to travel during the holiday season because like that's big in e-commerce and you've got Black Friday and all this stuff. And they wouldn't let me go to my sister's wedding. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for me. Right. <laughs> so I ended up leaving my job. My parents live in Florida. I moved here to help my mom plan the wedding because our weddings are not like a day or two. Our no. weddings go on. Her yeah. wedding was two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know they were that long. Well, I knew they were. It was because she was doing a destination wedding for a uh, week. And then my parents were like, but what about all the people like we want to invite that can't travel? So we should do another wedding here. And so it became this huge issue. So yeah, I became a wedding planner and then I was just chilling here. And then another company called and was like, what are you doing? Come work for us. And I was like, okay. And here you and are here I am. still here. Yep. Still here. Cause once you move here and you, get a house and you're paying less for your house than you are paying for rent for like a studio apartment. Yes. Like yeah. now I have a house. I have a wall between my bedroom and my kitchen. <laughs> I have an actual kitchen like with a dishwasher. Right. I have a washing machine in my house. I don't have to like go somewhere and get quarters. <laughs> I have a car. I don't have to go on the subway with people. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just so many things you get spoiled with that you're just like, now how do I get, how do I leave this and like go back yeah. to like not slumming it but now you're like oh i have to go back to this studio apartment and use the subway again no thank yeah. you yeah so. yeah it takes yeah and and real estate so expensive to so have what you have here up mm -hmm. there would be insane yeah right so oh, what i was paying up there yeah and it was it was uh subsidized by the company too oh my god and it was still more than what so, i pay here yeah <laughs> so my sister lives in Los my sister's in television. Mm -hmm. She's an editor and she lives in Los Angeles and she lives in a place like you were describing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and pays a lot of money for it. Mm -hmm. And and still has like to deal with people making noise mm -hmm. and and issues and uh the, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago uh there were some girls that live next door that had a little party at their apartment and broke the sprinklers. Uh-huh. Yeah, and all flooded. Of them went off? Oh, oh yeah, no. so she was under them and next, un next mm -hmm. to and under, and um, yeah, so she had to move out for two weeks while the the um, oh the remediation company comes in and, and I think that's what they're called. Yeah, it's remediation. And uh, yeah. mm -hmm. take 
cleaned up all the water, take oh, down man. the drywall, put it all back up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, I, I would, I do not envy. I, 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 I like my house now, you know, my four mm -hmm. walls and not being attached. Yeah. But I do miss on-call maintenance and concierge. Yeah. <laughs> I do miss both of those. I miss yeah. concierge because it stops random people from just showing up at your door. Yes, and that's nice. And then I nice. miss the maintenance because like when something breaks in the house, I have no idea what to do. I'm like, yeah. now I got to depend on somebody to find time to come fix it. And I don't you know how much home, it's supposed to cost. Another doctor's like, appointment. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's some, the world is so crazy. You can't just let anybody in your house. No, no. Yeah, so. we, uh, my wife just recently dropped her wedding ring, maybe it was on purpose, into the sink. <laughs> <laughs> and she called me to come and get it out. So I had to, I had to disconnect the P-trap and I put it back together and it leaked. Mm. I'm like, well, that sucks. So then the next, and I, I was in a rush, so I just left it. And then the next day I took another stab at it and I made it better, but it still leaked. So in the end, we had it to call a call. plumber and it was a thing, you know, you mm -hmm. got to call the first one. The first one didn't call back. Mm -hmm. Then we called the second one. So three days later, it's working, mm -hmm. but even he had to go to Home Depot to get something. So, <laughs> so I know it's a tricky one. Yep. So, um, especially so, when your AC breaks and they're like, "Oh well, we can't come today. Maybe in like four or five days." Uh, it's, it's ninety hot. degrees outside. Yes. What do you mean in four to five days? What do you want me to do between now and then? Yeah. So I've been a homeowner here in Florida for twenty years now, and I've learned not that it matters. I've also learned, but I get my AC serviced like twice a year mm -hmm. and it's right now it's kind of right it just got service so mm -hmm. right before summer comes and right before winter comes so that it hopefully to avoid mm -hmm. any issues that's smart uh so you know it costs money to do that and uh but then by having this service contract they they give you a little bit mm -hmm. of a discount on future things but then they came and then of course uh like one month later something went wrong with it <laughs> luckily it wasn't hot yeah but uh so you know, knock on wood this summer, I'll be okay. That, you know? Yeah. Because so. it always happens to break on a weekend. Yes. That or the smoke detector batteries at 2 a.m. I don't know why. Oh, always yeah. at 2 a.m. And I'm like, who's coming to reach the ceiling? Because I don't know how to get yeah. up there. Listen to your favorite music or podcasts with Shure's Aonic Free True Wireless Sound Isolating Earphones. The Aonic Free earphones are precision engineered to feature big sound in a small package. The sleek, true wireless design offers a comfortable and ergonomic fit. The sound isolating design eliminates all distractions when you need to focus, or you can invite the world in with environment mode. The Shure Aonic Free True Wireless Earphones, the perfect companion for wherever the day takes you. So I think things like that, like my little Thing with the um, AC mm -hmm. scheduling, you know, sometimes I think about these things and, and it lets me that I've become a responsible adult because <laughs> the other thing I do that I just started like two years ago, maybe it was on my 50th birthday or 49th birthday, but on my birthday or around there, mm -hmm. January, I have a reminder, an annual reminder on my calendar, my Outlook calendar that to replace all of the batteries and all the smoke <laughs> detectors for that reason, because wow. it always happens. And here's mm -hmm. the other thing that happens. Uh, you know, once you start living with somebody, you're married to somebody, it happens when I'm out of town, mm. right? It doesn't happen when I'm there. It happens when I'm out of town, of course. And then, you know, 10 foot ceilings, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a thing. So, so, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, so text me next time. Just be like, I'm changing my smoke detector <laughs> yeah, batteries. You should Maybe do yours. I'm going to procrastinate and not do it. Because I'm like, well, the battery hasn't started beeping yet. There's still life in it. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's funny. So what comedy, like, so locally now, let's talk about Orlando. Mm -hmm. So um, so you're working for this company here in Orlando. Yep. And... Are you, but you're, and you're still finding time to do some stand up? I am, yep. Well, not as much right now because of COVID. Oh, yeah. I of believe course. in it. Yeah. Um, and I just find it weird <laughs> that people sit in the front row and then laugh without their masks on and all that spit's coming on you. Like, I'm yeah, like, no. I mean, my spit's coming on you, but you paid to see my spit. I'm not, I don't want your spit <laughs> coming on me. Yeah. So I've taken a little break from live performances, but I will tell you, I love Zoom performing. Like, it's so nice. You don't have to oh, get yeah. dressed up. It's so casual. Half the show takes place in the chat. Like in the, everybody, like people won't laugh out loud. They'll go in the chat box and LOL. And like, they'll have a whole conversation in the chat. And so oh, it's like, that's interesting. you feel you like know? you're at a coffee house doing comedy with your friends. You know, I don't know. I like it. And you get the same amount of money. So it's like, why have I been getting dressed? I didn't even know that was a and thing. Coming out to your shows when I could do it at home. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's kind of yeah. cool. So you don't get the instant. No, like you don't get that audible. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so it's gotta be an adjustment, right? Mm -hmm. In the to, beginning, it was a real adjustment, but now I'm like, you got it. I got it. Yeah. I just know, keep watch the chat box, find a few people to pay attention to and go on your way. That's cool. So that's cool. So the one thing, um, so I do love comedy a lot. Mm -hmm. I love to laugh. I, I would imagine most people do. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's some angry people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but one thing I, I, I'm always afraid of, and I, ha I don't do it very often, but is when you go to an improv place and you're sitting in the front or not, some of them like come out into the audience and, and then they pick on you, mm -hmm. you know? So I, unlike you, I don't like the attention. <laughs> I don't like that kind of attention. <laughs> yeah. That's just... They're just doing that because they don't have anything else to say or do. Oh, uh, okay. So um, I'll only pick on you if you're interrupting my show. Oh, Or yeah. if you sit at the whole show like this, like. Yeah. I'll be like, what's your problem? Like, <laughs> hello. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another little comedy story back to my sister. Um, we should add her here. Yeah, She's in Los Angeles. We could have brought her in on the Zoom. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, but she. Uh, she got to work as an editor on Last Comic Standing. Do you oh, remember nice. that show? Yeah, I do. That was that always was a, a dream. Great show. That was always my dream. I mean, what a great! Show. I'm surprised it's, it's not still going. Right? I yeah, mean, I don't know. There must have been some financial. Maybe, maybe, maybe it just doesn't get the ratings. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, then, they, then they started um, America's Got Talent, so I think they kind of yeah. So it. maybe they combine it because maybe comedy is a single mm -hmm. uh, genre is not enough for. People with short attention spans in the U.S. I there don't must know. be something because it's huge in like India. India does a lot of Amer or this last comic standing stuff. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved Prime it. I thought Netflix. it was great, and of course, you know, not all of them I felt were funny. funny. Right. And then there were others that I thought were hilarious, and but and then of course you're rooting for the ones you mm -hmm. like, and I I thought it was a great show, and we got to go to the finale in Vegas. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I was on TV for like two seconds oh, like cool. as a camera panned through the audience. I wish I had been there with you then I could at least put Last Comic Standing on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Nobody knows whether I was on the show or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I think it was, uh, I think it was a woman that year that won. She was like, she's a little blonde woman, like 
like like petite and uh, i just can't remember her name my sister would remember because she edited all those episodes but there were some funny people in there and some of those comics have gone on to yeah oh that opens doors for you if you get a late night show or like something like that oh like you're you're ready to go then you don't even have to like call people to get booked they'll call you yeah like that's like the comedian's dream Mm. i just want to do a late night show and then retire like that's my dream (laughs) (laughs) that'd be fun to do a late night show and um you know i think is really funny who is even though i'd never stay up that late i go to bed at like 9 (laughs) 30 but is jimmy fallon yes so Mm -hmm. i don't get to watch a lot of youtube i don't get to watch a lot of anything because just my life is so busy but but when i do somehow i don't know if it's my if it's a TikTok or if it's in my reels on Facebook or whatever it is, but once in a while a Jimmy Fallon thing will come on, <laughs> and, and if it's if it's in my reel, it's usually mm-hmm. really funny. Like, or if it's being put in front of me, it's because millions of people already mm-hmm. thought it was funny, right? So, uh, so I enjoy that. I think he's he's hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious. So you should be on his show. Oh, if you can make it happen, <laughs> make it happen. See, I'd be on his show or Trevor Noah's show. Oh yeah, he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I remember him from he was like with John Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he was great. I like John Stewart as well. So, um, or at least I used to back in the day when I used to watch him. But um, yeah, it's a little late for me to watch him too. But yeah, I love Trevor Noah. I would love to be like a correspondent on his show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. So um, I forget who it was. I don't remember her name. I think Trevor did some of this too, maybe. And and so did um, the other guy who has a late night show now, um, the glasses. Stephen uh, Colbert? Yeah, Colbert. But when they do that thing where they're interviewing mm-hmm. somebody like really important, they make them really look dumb because <laughs> the camera's like over their shoulder. And I always wondered if it's real or if it's editing, right? So where they're asking the guy questions. I remember there was this one about uh, gun law and uh, it was like the head of the NRA or something was being interviewed by one of those comedians. Mm -hmm. And um, see, here we are talking politics. This is bad. But (laughs) but what was funny about it, at least I thought was funny, is um, they were backing him into a corner with their questioning Mm -hmm. about, you know, eliminating guns from the U.S. He's like, Mm -hmm. well, that would never work. And and they're like, well, you know, in Australia, they did that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and... And then he was basically saying, no, that's impossible. They didn't do that. It didn't work. And then they're like, no, but really it did. <laughs> so, so is this thing where they made him look dumb, but I'm like, is he really, is he now see if anybody, I'm going to get some enemies from this, but is he really that, did he really say those things or was it edited? No, he probably did really say <laughs> those things because those shows are taped live. Yeah. They are they're yeah. live taping. So you can't was, really edit stuff like that. Otherwise everybody in the audience would see. Yeah. Say something. Yeah. Oh yeah, he definitely said something. Well, I think they were like in a in a room. I think okay. it was done like it was more like a anyway, I don't know. You have to look that one up. It would have been whatever that show was called, the Stephen Colbert. Colbert, or it was J- John Stewart. Okay. Because it was Stewart, a long time yeah. ago. And um but it was quite funny how they and they and they had a, a habit of doing that, like just making people mm-hmm. n- not sound I can I can imagine that happens because yeah. people do that to me at work all the time. <laughs> people do that to me here, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so you're still doing comedy, uh, but so you're doing mostly Zoom stuff mm-hmm. right now. I do have a show. Well, I don't know when this airs, but I do have a show tomorrow. 
or tonight. No, tomorrow. I was like, wait, is it tonight? Tomorrow. Oh, no, it's tomorrow. Is it after your doctor's appointment? Huh? After your doctor's appointment. Yes. <laughs> so uh, where? Um, at the Bloodhound Brewery. It's on Kirkman Road out over in by Universal Studios. Okay. And are you usually doing comedy out that way? So I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I'm out of touch with comedy in Orlando because mm-hmm. I don't get out much. Uh, but there used to be the SAC Comedy yep, Club. Yeah, there's the SAC Comedy Club still. It's still yep, here downtown. Orange Avenue, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do you go for comedy in Orlando now? Oh, there's a lot of places. A lot of them are like bars and stuff or hotels. Mm-hmm. But like the main place is the Improv over in Point Orlando. Yeah. Of I Drive. Yeah. And then there's just, there's places everywhere. Literally like restaurants are always having comedy bars are always having comedy just mm. i would just google your area i can't tell you because i don't want to say this place and then tomorrow it's closed oh yeah <laughs> Plus of course yeah to promote them but uh <laughs> yeah we uh my wife and i actually said that you know we want to do stuff where you laugh more because it's just good for you mm-hmm. right and um and like i said i love it like uh so we'll have to we'll have to search it out yeah. i think you sort of say these things and then you forget you know but well, we'll there's so go. many things to do yeah yeah, and it's so. it's risky right now where to go and well yeah and then for and two years we haven't done anything right mm-hmm. so uh, we now. we really hunkered down mm-hmm. a lot partly because we had a nine year old that couldn't get vaccinated mm-hmm. and you know until a f- few months back so we've just been uh, super careful but I'm hopeful now with numbers going down and that we can go and do stuff I think my wife just ate indoors for the first time last night wow. With her girlfriends, because mm-hmm. the place they were going didn't have outdoor seating. didn't have outdoor seating, and there were a group of them. Mm-hmm. So she made the call and did it. So um, in my line of work, I have to entertain quite a bit, so I've had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when I have the option, I choose a place. Yeah. You know, except in the summer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Sound Connections podcast. We'll hear more from Shireen in our next episode when Clinton talks with her about her podcast, her upcoming TED Talk, and her unwavering love of chicken wings. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave a rating now on Spotify as well. You can also follow Mainline Marketing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can watch the video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel.